Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms who've been real life best friends for more than two decades. We're trying to create gracious homes that are welcoming, but also functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. On today's episode, we're diving into the fact and the fiction behind some of our most beloved old wives' tales. You'll hear some new ones we bet you've never heard before, as well as the strange backstories behind some of the ones you may have taken for granted. Plus, how to get your child a royal Argentinian grandparent or godparent, how to keep all the yummy goat meat for yourself, and why we're concerned that giving a thumbs up at the cemetery may be a silent killer. All that and more on today's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome, everyone, especially welcoming the old and the wide. I'm sorry. No, it's, you know how well, I feel. You, do, you didn't want to do this episode, but I think it's interesting. But you never want to do these episodes. And I think these things are fascinating. So I had this idea. I know we've talked about customs and mores and things of that nature, um, but we have never addressed the concept of old wives' tales. And I feel like that is just a really, inter- I just think it's an interesting concept. I feel like we have addressed the, the topic before, but but TBD. But so before for example, we get like, that, Wait, wait, before we get to it, Graham, I feel like we always have to start with old business, old business, new business. Like, okay, do you have anything, right. old business, how are you? Anything to bring to the floor? No, just my love of old wives tales. I feel like what happens no, no, no. is- That's new business. Okay, okay. No, I don't have much. I do not have much. Nothing. Okay, because I've got some grievances I need to air. Okay, go. Okay, one, I want to use this platform for good, and I- don't like um the movie yesterday and i don't think we've talked about that oh i hate my children are always asking me for a yesterday and i find that that movie has caused more problems for more parents that that kids think that's an idea whose stupid idea was that i am okay back up in case you've like missed this concept it's a movie it's kind of like a low budget movie i don't know maybe it's on netflix not even sure movie i think that was a huge budget movie Whatever it was, it's just the parents say yes to the children What? because the parents are like unfun. They're fuddy-duddies, whatever. And so one day they decide to say yes to whatever the children want to do, you know? So I think there's lots of like eating ice cream in an ice cream parlor and lots of just- Well, no, no, no. when you talk about it being a high budget, low budget movie, it was a high budget day. They destroyed these people's homes. Like, ugh. Okay. Yeah, the I kids just, went nuts, the parents went nuts, and they all looked like they were having fun. And at the end, they were like one big happy family because they had said yes all day to the children. And it's funny. My, okay, so here's something we did. In fact, I was just telling you about this off air. We, my my son remembered he had some credit at a local toy store. And so he suckered his grandma into taking him there. This like, we're not even a month out of Christmas right now. And then he bought himself one of those old fashioned bingo, you know, twirlers, you know, where he could twirl the whatever the numbers I was wondering and, when you said family bingo I'm like what? yeah so he was super excited okay so we set it up and we played bingo over dinner and then he decided to make prizes right for every bingo game okay so one of the prizes he wanted to be a yes day right and I was like that will never happen there will never be a, I could barely give you a yes like 30 minutes right um so he did one where the children got to 
pick their activity. The children got to pick a restaurant to go to. Another one was like a special dessert that they could have at the house. And then another one was, oh, another one was they got like, when we told them to go to bed, they got to use like a coupon for 20 extra minutes of staying up at night. They're all reasonable. I like, these are all normal. Yeah, they were normal things. But anyway, I'm stuck going to a bounce house place or jump a jump place after school today. I haven't been to a jump place. I've evaded jump places for two solid years. Like pandemic shut started. We shut down the, the, I mean, I didn't like going to those jump parks on a good day. I don't think very many parents do. Was it because of the pandemic or was the pandemic a convenient excuse? Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I I really, I didn't like going there on a good day, but I'm hoping that it's going to be a low peak time because we're going to go straight after school today. Well, yeah. Okay. So that, you know what, it's funny because you did tell me that story right before we got on air about bingo. And that's when I was thinking to myself, yeah, okay. I'll give my kids three hours at a jump place, but whoever came up with these godforsaken yes days. Oh, well, have you ever done it? No, good God. No, I just shut it down a hundred percent. Well, that was my thing. I thought to my son, I was like, I'm already playing bingo with you and making prizes. Like that's enough fun. Like how much more fun do we need? Like we're, we're having fun. We're good. We're out. <laughs> I'm not yes, well. layering on a yes day on top of your bingo party. Okay. I think we've solved that one. Moving on to agenda number item two of old oh, business. Kirsten's um, very upset about this. I know where she's going. Hit it. Just, just get it out you, there. You know where I'm going? Is this sex in the city? Yeah, we, we, we have to talk about sex in the city. She's very upset about this. Now, I gave her an addendum. I said, we have a vast audience. We have a large audience. Not everyone has access to HBO. Not everyone is watching Sex in the City. Um, but Kirsten did counter with Graham. We have also done an interview on a documentary that nobody has access to seeing. So my thought is, as the magical storytellers that we are, air your grievances, but explain to people what is happening in this new remake of Sex in the City in case they have not seen it. She's very upset. Kirsten's very upset about this. Well, it's not that I'm upset and you've like, you're kind of ruining it for me. I don't want to ruin it. Okay. I need a space to, to, like, I don't have, I don't have a lot to say here, but I also have a lot to say here. And I just feel like I need a space to work through all of my complex feelings regarding the reboot. Well, I feel like a lot of people out there have. So for anyone who hasn't seen the reboot, what they're calling it and just like that, that, which there's a great article I did post on Instagram, which she brings up the idea. Why are they even calling it? And just like that, because no one is calling it that we're all calling it the sex in the city reboot. Like that's the name of the show. But everyone has aged, um, obviously, and they are now dealing with their older life issues and problems. And uh, it's, it's. I don't know. I I was very upset the first episode and then I just kind of leaned into it and started watching and just stopped analyzing. I think the the key is, is once you stop analyzing, like you can have a more enjoyable time. I just feel like. I know Kirsten doesn't want to talk to me about it. Tell me, tell me what your feelings are. I have just so many feelings. feelings. I feel like it has made aging look horrific. And I think the reason why is because like, we didn't wake up one day and say, hey, by the way, we would prefer a nice, quiet dinner with friends and are like, you know, responsible two glasses of wine and a good night's sleep and then a nice walk in the morning with our husbands and our dogs. Like that didn't be like that became a great day based on like a lot of life developments, right? As opposed to like, I went to bed at 22 and I was at a fraternity party drinking beer from a plastic 
you know, red cup. And then I woke up with three kids and a dog and all I wanted was a good night's sleep. Like, I think that's the problem is like, it just like flipped on a dime. You know? Well, that's not their fault. It's just because their show's been off for so long. I know, but like, that's why you don't do that. That's why you don't like do this weird. But they're just trying to bring you into where they are. So basically for people who haven't seen the show, they've aged and it's like they're hitting all the cliched things about age or, oh, my hip has gone bad. Now my husband can't hear anything or, you know, they're, they're just like left and right have really glommed onto the issues of, I guess, middle age. Right. Mm -hmm. I guess, but it just, it's depressing. Like it just is depressing. And I don't actually think getting old is depressing. No, I don't either. And and what, well, what they mentioned in this article too, where she's like, I went back and I watched the old Sex and City and it's better than I remembered. And the friend who sent me the article said, she said, I like the author went back and watched the old Sex and City and it's better than I remembered. Um, but I also feel like there was this, I don't know. There was like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but it, it's, it's like almost like there was a little bit of like, uh, they had all their angst that they were dealing with during the show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now that I've, gone through that stage it's like yeah you're gonna be fine you know it'll all work out it's all gonna work out but now oh. i feel like they're bringing up their new angst and it's like you lie- fooled me once that it was gonna be so that it was so strong. right that they would you would move off into happily ever after and that they did it and that they're struggling with it yeah it's like wait i don't know i don't know and i just don't like i just also charlotte's friend who has the fabulous clothes she has does. The only, good, the only good clothes on the show. Her jewelry is amazing. I can't remember her name, but she's got great jewelry. But like everyone else on the show doesn't dress that well. Like that's well, we're other- not in the age of people dressing well, though. The fashion now is not very good looking in general. I think they're actually keeping up with fashion. I think they just I don't think people are dressing as nicely as they used to. You know what? I went to the mall yesterday, by the way. You know how like yeah. malls aren't that popular anymore? Like people don't yeah. go like hang out in the malls sad now now it's almost a throwback it's totally a throwback what would how fun would it be just to go cruise the mall okay well here's what's so confusing so i went to roosevelt fields mall i can't believe you know it's right by my house oh i do know it's right by my house because we took a little detour and drove my grandma's childhood home just to see it um anyway so we go to long island to go to roosevelt fields mall which is very far away but i wanted to go to a specific store that they have there you know where everyone is shopping where that mall. I have enough. I felt like I had time traveled. You couldn't. Oh, Roosevelt like, Field? Because it's fun. You were you were shoulder to shoulder. I mean, there was no parking. And it was a random Sunday at like three o'clock in the afternoon. It was packed. Well, and it's warm and it's okay. So for people who are unfamiliar, Roosevelt Field is just an old, it's an old school mall. And it even has the old fashioned um, architecture, I guess, that is that people are ripping down left and right. I mean, you were inside. There are no windows. Um, it's not particularly light. It's not particularly airy. No, it is light. They have, they have a, lots of glass in the center. Oh, okay. Well, in the middle of it, which is cool, they have an old lead, unless they've demolished us. Who it's knows? Gone. It's been so it's long. It's gone. Yeah, Wait, they got rid of the, the blimp is gone? I didn't see the blimp. Ah, uh, you couldn't have missed it. I mean, the there was a Zeppelin blimp in the middle of the mall. I don't like know the, if it's still there. The food court is surrounded by the Zeppelin blimp, but that could be totally Oh, I didn't gone. see the food court, so maybe that's the problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's like a famous piece. I can't imagine they would get rid of that. Well, um, anyway, I was at the mall, and it felt like I was in the 90s. And then we went into the stores. We went into Vans, and Vans felt like it was the 90s. And all the stores felt like it was the 90s. 
That would be fun for throwback. I like that. But, but it's like, it's almost confusing because everything is like all these like mustardy flannels. Like, I'm like, oh, am I in? Am I in like 19- when Abercrombie and French, French came out? Fitch? Fitch. Boots says it wrong too. Yeah, Abercrombie Fitch. Yeah, it's it literally like I wasn't sure if I had time traveled because I'm in a packed mall and it's all the fashion's exactly the same. Whenever I go into a mall, I crave a slice of sparrow pizza. <laughs> That's, we would eat that every time we go to the mall. That was like my mall staple was a slice of sparrow pizza. Oh, my mall staple was those buffets where you can get two entrees and either chicken fried rice or lo mein. Oh, so the Chinese buffet though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it came egg. with an egg roll. It was so good. Well, the egg roll was extra gram, okay? Come on. You have to and save the- your money for uh, for the body shop. So don't go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe Sam Goody. I don't know. Maybe there's a single. Oh, Sam Goody. Oh, that was great. <laughs> so wait, what store were you traversing all the way from Connecticut to Long Island to go to? <laughs> okay. I wanted to go to Ballard Designs because I wanted some drapes. Well, they're keeping up. See- oh, did you find the drapes you liked? We'll Shocker. see what happens. But yeah. Um, huh. But I wanted to see the drapes in person. And it was great because I didn't have to pay shipping. So by driving down there, I saved a fortune. You should have had my parents take you out to dinner or something. They would have loved to have posted you. I know. I should have. I'm so happy you went there. Yeah, no, it's a neat mall. But the last time we were in Arizona, your malls are popular too. People are Uh, packed in those. Yeah, maybe. You guys have cool malls. Um, Um, Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I don't know if I really got into Sex and City in the same way I wanted to, but just, I don't know. Okay, so if you want to take this a little more, not highbrow, but. I, there have been articles like the Wall Street Journal has written about this. The New York Times has written about this. Like everyone has a, an opinion on this new remake of this very popular show. Right. And what they keep saying is we don't we don't like how like you're saying how blindsided these women are like they they discuss not understanding Instagram and not understanding it's as if they were locked away and then they came <laughs> out of their shells and everything is just surprising to them. Right. But then I think and I do think this is fair and probably for our age bracket, I don't think our parents discussed any of this stuff with us, like, or at least my family did not. So the idea of aging problems or things that happen to you as you get older, no one ever told me about it. So I could see how these women are rightly confused. I mean, I think the daughters that we would be raising today, because we're in such a communicative, um, time will know because they'll hear from their mothers. But I don't, I never remember my mother telling me like, oh, you know, my lower back is hurting. Right. Or, you know, anything like that. It was just Mm -hmm. a locked box. So I think the fact that I think in a way that they're just touching upon things that maybe even our generation was never told. Well, it's funny because like I saw this meme that said, um, you know, do you, it said like, I knew aging would happen intellectually but I didn't think it would actually happen to me. And I feel like that kind of sums it up, right? Like, you know, like when I, when I get out of bed after going for a dog and my knees hurt. Yeah. Uh, that makes me happy morning. to hear that your knees hurt. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, you know, my knees don't hurt. I said that that's more cliche. It's my ankles. My ankles hurt. Um, <sighs> but anyway, you know, the point is like, I'm like, oh, wait. Like I, I, I always knew I wouldn't like wake up one morning and be a hundred years old and like, you know, right. be an old lady. Like I knew it would happen gradually, but then like every time a little, I get like a little incremental clo- step closer. It's like shocking to me. Like how did that happen? Like, well, what? and I think too, where we are, we're in almost like 
old old person shoulder season where you know we're so used to being young um that it's very confusing when like you can't fix it right like i've i've woken up with a sore lower back now for like a year and a half and i don't understand why it hasn't just gone away <laughs> you know cuz we're used to things just going away right yeah or and- yes totally things going away and then the other thing too is like i you know i try to like take care of my face i use like lots of products i use like i use everything Kathleen jennings beauty tells me to use i'm like using my little electric current thing and masking whatever and i'm always looking at my face so i'm cognizant of it but what'll like shock me is i'll look at my hands and oh, or i'll yeah. see a picture of my hands and i'm like oh my gosh i have old lady hands because like i can't i can't like you know i'm very having spent so many years in phoenix like i'm very good about sunscreen and wearing a hat and all of that mm-hmm. but like your, your hands like i can't do it they're my work hands, hands don't lie like, shut up yeah no that's, <laughs> like, that's what they always say serious old lady hands and i'll like see him on zoom and i'm just like oh wow wow you do you've always had old lady hands but i can in the in the kind way your hands have been old lady hands since like college so don't worry about it well, yeah because i'm always in their workhorses um but yeah but okay, i guess what it bothered me about it was it's like watching them age well okay here's it's another surprising it's it a was great surprise. and i think it's because like it didn't happen overnight like even though i'm troubled by watching myself age so incrementally you know and it is shocking to me over and over again it would actually be far more jarring to wake up one morning and have age 20 years like that would be it has to happen this way slowly right. and i think what happened for us is like we didn't get to see them like we didn't get to see brady go through elementary school this is miranda's son if you're not watching the show all of a sudden he was like in he's just like gross teenager and now yeah. he's this gross teenager and it's like whoa you know like right. Yeah, and so like, but that's that, what I'm saying. Cut them some slack. They took a 20 year hiatus or however long, and now they're like, coming did you back. You need and- to do that. And then the other thing that keeps coming up, and here's my last existential point on this. I'm sure you've seen all the the memes on Instagram about how those women are the same age as the Golden Girls were. And the, oh, are you kidding the, me? No, I hadn't seen. You that. haven't seen that meme? Oh yeah. So the Sex and the City girls are the same age as um as the golden girls and like that is that we could spend hours discussing that oh that it, that actually is fascinating yes like that the is fascinating like here we are like miranda doesn't know what a podcast is this is unacceptable or like they're wearing you know like frumpier clothes like unacceptable mm-hmm. but like yet 40 years ago it was like oh you're gonna retire and have like the old lady haircut and oh yeah well i think my grandparents moved into an old folks home at like 67 which would be unheard of now like you're like <laughs> kite surfing at 67 right and i mean i think they literally went to a place that had rocking chairs and assistance and you know they were just it was just a different old and now a quick break from our sponsor yeah we have a really cool sponsor as usual we love puzzles we love things that are quiet and peaceful and we've partnered with unidragon puzzles um if you're looking for just kind of a wonderful high quality gadget free activity that's kind of restful and trains your brain as well a unidragon puzzle might be right up your alley not only are they relaxing and challenging but they have huge benefits they're just gorgeous they go beyond the enjoyment of just playing a game uh, you'll sleep better prevent burnout all while learning analytical skills you can use in your daily life now what is a unidragon puzzle they're made of wood and they have these, these are nice. really these are nice 
intense, um, they have in these intensely carved little pieces that are in them. So it kind of is a neat little brain game for you. Um, we love them. If you've ever seen the very, very fancy high-end puzzles, um, Unidragon is a very, very, very affordable price point and um, nothing like the super fancy wooden puzzles. So check out Unidragon Puzzles. You'll get 10% off with the discount code at home. So you go to Unidragon, that's U-N-I-D-R-A-G-O-N.com. So Unidragon, Unidragon.com and just put in the code home and you'll get 10% off. And the puzzles are like 29-ish dollars around that kind of range. They're very reasonable price. And I just want to pop in because I had a really stressful week last week and I put out a puzzle and I have to say, uh, you know, I've heard people doing the adult coloring books like this was fun because it was that same sort of zone out, but still zone in. And my whole feeling was involved. I loved it. I'm like a puzzle person. It was fun. Or you did your sweet little golden girls puzzle, but thank you. No, Because I didn't know about the Unidragon. I didn't have the discount code yet. Now I'm going to change. I've seen the error of my ways. I'm on the Unidragon bandwagon. Thanks, Unidragon. Moving on to the to the main bill on the floor. Okay, which is black crows are bad luck. Hmm. That's an international old wives Significantly more relevant than (laughs) the aging concerns and expectations for American women. Yes, go ahead. Black crows and ravens are seen as bad (laughs) omens. People are talking about these days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently in South Korea and the United Kingdom, they're bad omens. Um, hmm. Oh, if six you know the ravens term old wives' tale is like, like a like a very you know about the history of that term, right? No, tell me. I think I believe it's I believe it's like quite a misogynistic way of like, of like discrediting women's contributions to things. It probably is. It's probably something terrible. I mean, it sounds terrible. Like like oh, you know those crazy old wives just. Well, I, I remember when we interviewed the witches, and they they were probably because I mean think about it. If you look at this, it's a lot of kind of superstition and hoobie type stuff. I bet you the old wives, um, not the old wives, but I mean women who were put into that category were almost probably healers or things of that nature. Right, but so the problem is it's like regarded as scientific or incorrect, or I'm sorry, as unscientific or incorrect, a superstition or traditional belief. But so (laughs) the point was, it was like, oh, you know, like, as opposed to like maybe saying, you know, the organically found wisdom, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but they probably have some root in science and nature. Yeah, well, like did the witches that we have on when they were saying, you know, like all of their like very off the beaten path stuff about this works and this doesn't work. Like, are they right or are they wrong? And it's like, well, you can discredit them by just saying it's an old wives tale. It's not true. But it's like, you know what? Maybe they're onto something. Yeah, but this one's weird. There's one that originated in Russia that says that whistling inside is bad luck. In Russia and Norway, in Russia, they think it believe it causes financial struggles. While in <laughs> Norway, whistling inside is rumored to bring on a downpour. But that's my question, though. It's almost like the, uh, the umbrella thing. Oh, don't open an umbrella in the house? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like, do you still ever open an umbrella in the house? Like, I don't. I totally don't do that. Um, Well, I will. I don't like umbrellas in general. I bought, that's interesting. I I don't like umbrellas either. I hate umbrellas. Never carry them, never use them. Harrison gets so mad at me. Okay, well, I don't like them. It's just one more thing to keep up with. That's true. And then they're like wet, and then you have to carry around this like wet thing with you. Mm hmm. mm -hmm. Um, I've never come along to the umbrella. Okay, well, I bought myself, since it is our second winter in Connecticut, and we had a big snowfall, so I went out and I bought a um, snowblower. Mm-hmm. As, I, as I brought this expensive snowblower and Boots goes, well, 
guess it's not going to snow again. Yeah. It hasn't. <laughs> that is, that's a portion of an old wives tale, right? Like you, or something you, you prepare and then. No blower on sale at Home Depot and it will never snow again. Yeah. Once you're prepared, what you're prepared for doesn't happen. Okay. Let's go to Hungary and talk about where to sit at a table. I think that's interesting that sitting at the corner of a table can curse you to a life of loneliness. <laughs> Diners who sit in this spot are doomed to never get married. Why don't you think this is, or no, or this gets better. Here's the kicker, or at least for the next seven years. And then what's the issue about, <laughs> what's up with seven years, you know, because it's like the whole mirror thing that yeah. stresses me out too. Yeah. Um, well, I think, okay. So you're, you're, you're saying like, why is this? Like, where did mm -hmm. this, why would this start? Yeah. Why? What's the, what's, I mean, there's something obviously behind the number seven, but like, why are seven and threes so interesting? Well, no, not about the seven, about the corner I'm talking about. Okay. Well, what do I you think? think it would just be because like you kind of got boxed out of conversations. I don't know. I feel like you're at the corner. You're like right at the hub. I actually would like to sit at the corner of a table. Sure. Enjoy You've got life of wild loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is an old wives tale that I spread what? very much? <laughs> I so I heard this might be true. I don't know. I heard that more people get married after meeting on Southwest flights than any other airline because you can pick your own seat. Oh, are you kidding me? That's fascinating. Yeah. So people and, pick and and like who knows? Maybe that's true, maybe it's not. Someone told mm -hmm. me this. I think they were a flight attendant. But then they said also that's why our stock ticker is LUV Love. But that's oh. not true. It's because they started at Love Field, but I told so many people this. That's really cute. At least that's positive. You should have broken that on our Valentine's Day episode. Oh, well, and I said that to somebody and they said, oh, yeah, I met my spouse on a Southwest flight. And, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Look, it's proving true. And then they said, yeah, I mean, we, we it was really funny because we told everybody on the on the plane um on our honeymoon the story and i'm like oh and did you fly southwest on our honeymoon they're like no we flew american <laughs> loyalty yeah well that was like we actually did fly southwest on our honeymoon and i made her i remember but i didn't know because it was a surprise where we were going and i made harrison get really dressed up i've told you the story before and wear like a suit and i think i even put some flowers in his lapel because i figured we'd be going somewhere where we'd get bumped up to first class little did i know we were flying southwest <laughs> yeah we were flying southwest i think we were seating at like b 25 to 28 whatever okay here's one putting your purse on the ground is bad luck well that's just dirty um, yeah. i do like restaurants that have that purse around hooks. like i love restaurants with actually you know what in my old house i put purse hooks underneath my bar did you like underneath oh, my kitchen it. island it's classy it's, no it was class it was classy it it's really was super so classy I, Stop it. It was. No, I it like it. I'm, I'm not making fun of you. I'm saying that's lovely. It, but it how many was. people actually use that? Um, well, like whenever I have friends over, I would just, I would show them where it is. And then the friends who like knew where they were would use them. And then I actually, I miss them a lot because I used to use them in the morning when I was getting the kids ready. Mm. And I put their backpacks on them. And I miss my hooks. That's smart. Well, I feel like you could do that in your new house. Uh, um, it's not as convenient. Um, but yeah, remember that email that was going around a couple of years ago about like the most disgusting thing in your whole house? Is the right, right. Hi, <laughs> there's many more disgusting things in my um, house. I'll see um, you first and raise you my kitchen. Oh, here's okay. a good one. I've never heard of this one. Trimming your nails at night is bad luck. And this is actually an international superstition. 
Wait, that's um, bad news because I did my son's last night right before bed, and he I has always cut my nails at night. Today. It's not strange at all. Today we have electricity. Okay. Cutting your nails at night is no big deal because we have plenty of light to do it. In the past, this wasn't the case. Sharp knives or scissors were once used to trim nails. And as you can imagine, that led to unpleasant accidents when done in the dark. So see, a lot of these have basic, um, and you know, also if you cut yourself um, while you're cutting your nails, it leads to infection. So see, there's a smart background to that. Like, okay. Have you ever heard of the concept of like the noble lie? Yes, you love the noble lie. I'm Explain obsessed it to with everyone. the noble lie. Well, okay, because I, I heard people. it about a bunch of podcast stuff. Like one of the problems that we're in in this like this age of COVID angst is uh -huh. that you know initially there was like don't use masks, masks don't do anything, but it was really like because we had to save the masks for the healthcare workers, and so people saw that as a lie, but it was like a lie for a good purpose. But like once you've told the lie for good purpose, you lose your credibility. Because it's mm -hmm. like, are you lying to me for my own good? Or are you lying to me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if you're lying to me for my own good, just tell me the truth. But then that kind of like conveys a lack of trust. Like, I don't trust you to, yeah. you know what I mean? And so, so the message is just tell the truth from the beginning, obviously. Well, yeah, but like clearly there must be. And like, well, here's the thing. Like, so now we're looking at situations and you've got people who feel like they've been lied to. And we won't make it about COVID. We'll make it about whatever. Like, there's so much distrust for the media, right? You've got all these people who think like, well, I can't trust them. They lie. I can't trust them. They lie. And so you've got a situation where like our institutions are no longer trustworthy. Yeah. And that creates a lot of problems because then what do you do? We kind of need to have this sort of sense of public trust. But, you know, as I'm looking at this, like, there must and I, and I agree with that like in my mind yes that is the right answer right like don't lie tell the truth always be honest mm -hmm. and then we have you know institutions we can trust but it is interesting just to play devil's advocate a little bit as i'm looking at this like tell them it's seven years of bad luck and your hair will fall out if they cut their nails at night maybe you know there's like a historical or like you know sociological reason for lying to people or maybe Instead, they just didn't have the science. I think they just didn't have the science back then. Yeah, they probably just didn't have the science. And like, I don't think they... is a good way to convey information. Yeah, I think so. And also things get distorted. I think it's like the telephone concept. Probably. Probably. They might, um, they're, they're like, don't cut your, your nose at night because it's really dark and you might get an infection and we don't have any penicillin because it's like 1,412. So, but then it, they, they heard it as like, and then it translated. That's genius, Kirsten. Thanks for expounding <laughs> upon that. Um, knocking on wood is good luck. Okay, here's the background for that. It comes from medieval Europe, where basically the church was a big part of life in medieval Europe, and people were eager to get their hands on anything they believed was holy or blessed. Okay, so people thought by touching wood, it was a sign of the cross. And so um, that was the closest way for someone to get um, close to the church. So there you go. Oh, that's interesting. I had never known that before. That's super interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. interesting. So like yeah. a wooden cross and there you go, like find some wood and you're close to the cross. Okay. Be careful on the 13th. This says actually Tuesday, the 13th in Spain. It's not Friday, the 13th. It's Tuesday uh, mm -hmm. in Spain and Spanish speaking countries. Tuesday is Martes. The word Martes is from the Roman God of war who was thought to bring excessive violence and bloodshed. So many empires fell on Tuesday, the 13th. Mm. Mm. fascinating i wonder yeah. what our problem is with friday okay i want to know about the next one because okay breaking a mirror will cause bad luck um this is the most common superstition right uh 
breaking a mirror causes yet again, we're done with that number seven. Um, some believe that your reflection in the mirror is tied to your soul. So the details of what happens when one reflection is shattered are hazy, but they can't be good. What do you think that means? I want to look into that one a little more because I bet there's, I, my guess was going to be that like mirrors are probably expensive. Yeah, and, like, probably. Come by, so it was sort of like just a way to get people to be careful with them. Right. That's probably true as well. And then I think also, but I think your image and your reflection, I mean, you know, people are weird about a long time ago, they were really weird about photographs as well, because that was such a new medium. I think they really did believe, and there's all that stuff tied into like breath that like your soul would cut, you know, how they would say the whole concept of sneezing and covering your nose and your mouth when you're sneezing, they actually believed like a portion of your soul was coming out. That's why you would say God bless you is because you stop breathing for a second. And you may, right, 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 right. You might not make so, it through the sneeze. I think there's, I think there's a lot of health, uh, health, many a health component tied to a lot of these old wives tales. Right. Well, like it is a healer, you know. It- oh, this is cool to curse someone with death. If you want to curse someone to death, <laughs> toast them with water. Ooh, that's interesting. This is a Grecan. Well, it originated in Greece. Um, drinking water in wine glasses as a kid. Hopefully you didn't accompany it with a toast. According to Greek myths, spirits of the dead drank water from the river Leth, yeah, to forget their earthly lives before entering the underworld. Huh. That's hysterical because you, I literally just heard someone mention that you should never toast without water. Like it's a, like you're not allowed to in the military. Yeah, I heard it too. You never toast. Well, I see, I didn't know about if you just toasted with water, but I did hear like, it's very bad luck to, um to like not take a sip after a toast like just to raise your glass and clink apparently is not what you're supposed to do you're actually supposed to take a sip okay, so I'm, I'm reading that in the military toasts are never drunk with liqueurs soft drinks or water tradition is that the object of a toast with water will die by drowning there you go that's messed water up are bad luck um that's huh. kind of rough uh, yeah, and then what's the other thing? Like you have to look people in the eye when you toast. Um, it's stressful. Hmm. You know about that, right? No, I don't think I know that. You have to look the toaster or the person you're toasting. I don't know. I think you. I don't know. I thought okay. you would know. You were the one who did all the research. I'd love to get the background on some of these extra things. Okay, a bird flying into your house is bad luck. Duh. Have you ever had a bird in your house? Something. Yeah. Um, if you get a bird stuck in your house, um, a, oh, if a bird lands on someone's chair, then flies away, it's a sign the person will soon die. Hmm, that's not ideal. I don't think that's hundred percent true. Okay. Wait, hold on a minute. Oh, so the, t- the commonly held superstition in France and Germany is that you'll suffer seven years of bad sucks if you break eye contact with during a toast. Yikes um hmm interesting yeah who knew who knew okay these are obscure old wives tales um let's see putting they're not they're really not into putting things on the ground i think again there's like putting bottles on the ground brings bad luck that's what they're saying that's a russian um old wives i'm so sorry why would you skip over that the seventh son will become a werewolf (laughs) <laughs> that seemed very odd to me because how many people are having seven sons? Okay, yeah. So here's one. I did skip. You know why, Graham? Is because of the risk of werewolfing. That's why. <laughs> uh, yeah, your seventh son will become a war- werewolf. This is an Argentinian old wives' tale. Um, the seventh son born in the family will become a werewolf unless he had adopted by the Argentinian president. 
Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> uh, the superstition began in 1907 when President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner became a seventh son's godmother due to the ominous superstition. Wow. <laughs> that is a really good way to, that's a, way, that's a great way to trick people into being a godparent. Like if you really want like a really prestigious godparent for your child. You know, I'm really into like having very specific remediation. <laughs> like that's a really, really good way to like strong arm someone into being a godparent for your child. You don't want him to become a werewolf. What are you, a monster? Okay. <laughs> I don't know why uh, werewolves really get me going. <laughs> okay. You're loving this. Thumbs, thumbs should be tucked in when visiting cemeteries. Well, that's a good one. Wait, where are you saying this one? Um, wait, uh, it's below. Thumbs. Okay, wait, what's the reason? I haven't even seen this one. You got to go a little lower on our list. Okay. Um, because okay. It, it's from Japan. And as it turns out, the Japanese word for thumb actually means parent's finger. So when you tuck your thumbs into your hand, you can shield your parents from the Green Ripper. Reaper. Oh, on, that's sweet. Okay. Well, on the other hand, if you're trying to get rid of your parents, thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs out, kids. Thumbs out. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> you, oh, no. This is... have... Wait, wait, wait. It's... Don't, don't leave graveyards quite yet because this is a you guys always mine. have to hold your breath on graveyards. Oh, always. We always had to hold our breath past oh a graveyard. Oh my gosh! And I still and I still do yeah. today. And there's a really long would. one. Yeah, there's of something about you that just says that woman holds her breath when she passes a graveyard. Yeah, I totally do, and I'm superstitious. And there's a very long graveyard that you have to pass on the way to LaGuardia Airport, or it may be JFK. I can't remember. But anyway, I mean, like if you could hold your breath past this graveyard, I even forget what it's called. You were like amazing, and so I'd practice just for that graveyard um, because I knew <laughs> that I'd really have to like get to work on it. Do you know, you know what else Graham does is she, well, Graham's two things about graveyards. Graham, one thing about graveyard. Then picnic in them. You know that. What? Oh, you picnic. Well, Graham taught me something very interesting because, you know, we moved from Phoenix to Connecticut. And so there were more graveyards and Graham. They're beautiful. They're like parks. Right. And there was a beautiful house and it was right by a graveyard. I said, I don't know. It's by a graveyard. And Graham was, no, 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 no. You don't want to live next to a cemetery. That might be creepy. But living next to a graveyard is an amenity. So I did not really understand the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard. Oh, yes. What is it? Um, Cemeteries are active. Graveyards are like more like a monument. Like they're done. Yes. Isn't that cool? That was a very helpful tip. And then also, this is yeah, kind you of- You don't like, want new people coming in all the time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, you, but Graham, besides holding her breath when she passes by graveyard, the other fun thing to do with Graham is when you go on a road trip with Graham- Graham will really be very subtle about it, very subtle. Like she doesn't want you to know she's doing it. But when you're approaching a straight line, a street, I'm sorry, a state line, Graham will like start <laughs> inching towards the front of the car. And then right when you cross it, she jets out and throws her hands over the dashboard and goes, I got to New Jersey first. I got to Tennessee first. She wants everyone to everyone does first. that. No. The first person into the state. Don't doesn't well, everyone do that? I do it now with my family and, and no one else wants to play the game with me. So they're always like, fine, you can be first in Colorado, mom. Good job. But like, oh, it's a race. Really oh, I can see Harrison does it to too. He'll inch forward. State. Wait, okay. Here's one. It's coming. Do you kiss the roof of the car when you go under a yellow light? No. You don't, you don't do that one? No. Okay. You don't touch the roof of the car? No. I got a lot of stuff. I'm clearly just like acting like love. a crazy person all yeah. over town. 
Okay, women shouldn't eat goat meat. That's unfortunate because I feel like we just said goat is the hot meat of the season. <laughs> well, this is a Rwandan decision. Okay. Uh, oh, if a woman eats goat meat, she'll be cursed with goat-like qualities. <laughs> <laughs> You'll grow hair on your face. Oh, and become unbearably stubborn. Lots of women take it seriously, avoiding goat meat whenever possible. <laughs> Kirsten, this is multicultural. Don't some, laugh. Some believe men are the ones behind this whole lifestyle using the superstition to keep more goat for themselves. <laughs> I'm going to start that in my house and be like, guys, you know that oysters make you... Oysters and caviar make you very small and <laughs> briny. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know what we haven't really talked about, Graham, is that I bought a bunch of groceries online and then I forgot about the groceries online and I bought more groceries online. And right now I'm scared to go into my kitchen because it's just full of loose goods, like chard and like the weird ones, like chard. I got a lot of like just loose oh. legs of kale. No, say what you did because it's weird. You bought that Misfits <laughs> box, which I don't understand. Fortunately, everyone listening, all of our friends, um, Kirsten tries all the stuff. So if you I ever found- need to be like, no. hmm, Instagram advertised, that seems like a really bad idea. Don't worry, Kirsten's tried it the, out. For I bought you. the Misfits market, the one where it's like old um, cruddy vegetables. They're not old cruddy vegetables, they're vegetables that weren't pretty that were going to get trashed. I and just don't understand how that's a business. <laughs> well, I don't either, because it seems like by the time they ship these things to me, whatever. Right, it's they're like even older. Them. So that's what I'm saying. The, it, it never made sense to me. The first thing I saw when I saw that, so it's this company, they send you boxes of old vegetables, right? So there they are. I'm just picturing this. Like I'm literally like my operations like management a- mind is picturing. So you've, you've started with some sort of like distribution facility where they're finding ugly bad produce right and then so it's already gone bad and then My they're taking food right then they're taking the time to package it and ship it which can only lead to its continued decline right <laughs> Right. My thought is like, if you want to be like the person who buys the cruddy vegetables, like go to the supermarket and pick those initially from the store. But like, don't add. Sh- make them to the store is the point. Don't add shipping like, and handling. I'm not going to throw them under the bus because because it really like it it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all because you actually get to pick your vegetables. What was the hard part was that I had one is that my husband is out of town. So I've got a lot of vegetables to eat on my own. And two, it's my son's birthday. So I can't be like, suck it up, guys. We're having a crappy dinner that you're not going to like because it's his birthday. And three, I had forgotten I had already placed this other order, which also included a CSA box of pretty on the inside, ugly on the outside vegetables (laughs) that I I didn't get to pick. And so that was the problem is I was doubling down on vegetables that I didn't get to choose. And I'm already overwhelmed with like how to cook vegetables on a normal day. So if a box of cruddy looking vegetables showed up to my house, I'm not sure I'd know exactly how to handle all of that. Well, here is what I've learned. Sounds like extra work. Like, what are you doing? Like peeling? A lot of I work. mean, I'm it's doing a lot, a lot of, of extra work. work. Like, well, what was so weird. frustrating is I had to go into my freezer and look at all of the all of the bags of um 
sweet potato fries I had like already just purchased that were already cut and ready to go. And I just throw them on a pan and make them for my kids. And I had to go and I had to make my own sweet potato fries with all the sweet potatoes. This sounds, you know, what upsets me too, is like, actually my blood is boiling listening to this whole concept. This sounds like another overvalued tech IPO where there's some idiots somewhere that are like, oh, this is like a $2 billion idea. Let's definitely take this to market. Like we're going to, we're going to put this on the stock exchange and do an IPO. And they're like, and then four months later, when nobody buys this product, they're like, oh yeah, didn't see that coming. Like, didn't see that. We just thought this was like a billion dollar idea. I should tell you, well, I got a bunch of Jerusalem artichokes, which have you, here's what I do like about it though. Like I'm trying things I would not have tried. You try everything. Don't lie. That's the thing. You're trying things you wouldn't have tried. You try everything. That is curious. Like, that like, is who you are. Like you how tr- I made my Belgian endive bowl. For yeah, breakfast. she was just snacking on endive in between. We taped two shows today. I'm like, Kirsten, what are you chewing? She goes, mm, I just like sauteed some hot endive and like mm, just a warm bowl of chopped up endive. I'm like, okay. Endive's oh, my favorite vegetable. But anyway, um, so I did get through some artichokes, which I've never had very upsetting name because they have nothing to do with an artichoke they're also known as sun chokes but when oh, you yeah. when you google jerusalem artichokes you know what the first thing that pops up when you're like autocomplete what do jerusalem artichokes give you excessive gas <laughs> i bet they do yeah anyway a lot okay. of a lot of that stuff gives gas moving on um, but, okay well um Man this is just a, oh manholes can you cover that one i can um, cover oh. it because my name is kirsten and this originated similar to my name in Sweden. Um, mm. Manhole covers seem pretty ordinary, which is why most of us hardly notice them. But in Sweden, it's believed that stepping on them can, oh, whoa, 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 either bring good luck or bad luck. Oh, no, depending on what letter is marked on them. That's messed up. <laughs> so if you get a K, good luck, because in Swedish, the word love starts with a K. Again, not to mention Kirsten. Covers marked with an A are thought to bring bad luck because the Swedish word for heartbreak begins with an A. That is a lot of extra work. This is a lot people. of work. And really, let's be honest, it just indicates whether it leads to clean water or sewage. Oh, this is messed up. Yellow flowers have dark symbolism. Well, that's sad because I love yellow. Yellow flowers are my favorite color to get. And I've actually heard it's messed up to like yellow flowers, but I love them. Um... Yeah, they represent infidelity or death. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, here's a fun one. Sleeping next to a fan can kill you. I that's actually tough. think that's true. Why? What do you think I that's just, true? <laughs> science, science can't substantiate the superstition, but um, many people believe it anyway. Those who do think fans can cause dehydration, asphyxiation, or hypothermia. Or like I have just, uh, I've written like, because like at three in the morning, my life's calling is to write horror movies of horrible things that no one saw coming but 3am kirsten saw them coming and like you know who knows what could happen with a fan like i could use it as a beheading machine i could stick your hair in and pull it off your scalp i the possibilities are endless they do fans do scare me a little bit i'm not the crap out of me it's just any mother who has to deal with children and small fingers is a little worried about fans okay um it's bad luck to open scissors without using them i haven't even heard these are fabulous this is a great list we're amazing this is an egyptian old wives tale um it's commonly held that leaving scissors open is bad luck as is opening and closing there's all this stuff about like opening and not closing i think um probably Uh these this is just manners based you know that's my worst quality as a human being 
what you open maybe them? not my worst i probably have significantly oh yeah oh stuff. your whole cabinet thing that's true i don't close Every, cabinets like, and i don't close lids it's horrible that's horrible that that upsets me it is a bad quality kirsten i'm sorry because i'm a shaker like i again that's what's bothered me i think we've touched upon this with the fact that i can't smell anything for covid like every time i take out the orange juice or even the milk like i shake it up I always, shake things. We would I always shake things just to, you know, like get the, get everything just, just the way it needs to be. I'm shaking things all the time. Like I even shake condiments when I take them out. Like if I have a thing of relish, I'll just kind of make, just give it a little shake. Oh, you got us this new, um, zit cream I bought and it's okay. like, you can't shake it. That's the point of it. Hmm. Oh, it's like it's clear just... and then it's sediment on the bottom, but you have to dip in a Q-tip to the sediment. But of course I shook it and I ruined it and we like four hours for it to Okay, That's four. Very strange. The, the number one. four is evil. Are your kids still at the stage where they have a favorite number and a number they hate? Mm, I think we have a favorite number, but it's pretty basic because it's just the birthday number. Oh. What are yours? Uh, Anna Drew is passionate about the number 17. I don't know why. That's really weird. <laughs> she loves it. Loves the number 17. She's like, I love numbers. It's very bizarre. Okay. So wait, I want to give the, the credit to the author. It's prime. It's, it's a prime number, right? I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, it's prime. That's exciting. Okay. okay. And I want to give this, this is from uh, Far and Wide, which mm -hmm. is a website, and it's by Brittany Alexandra Sulk. And so we just want to give her credit because that was a great little list. And She's put together a nice list. Okay, Graham, you have a few more for us? For Wait, so yours, why is four, there's just something sinister about it. Oh, the word four in China sounds similar to the word death. That's fair. Okay. Um, these, I want to get onto the good housekeeping list real quick before we wrap this up, because, oh, yeah. um, we've had a lot of fights about these and these are like old wives tales that are more like, um, germane to life. Well, I think they were really like less of an internet, like those were fun, but they were a little bit more international, maybe some that we haven't heard of, but mm -hmm. these are the ones that I feel like are part of our everyday life. Okay. And I, they're saying that these are totally fake. Okay. Swimming after eating will give you debilitating cramps. Okay. So it's a tall tale. The body does send extra blood to aid in digestion, but it's not enough to keep your arm and leg muscles from functioning. You might get a small cramp, but nothing fatal. Have I told you about the old wives tale my dad told me that he just completely made up? What? About cramps? No. So I used to, you know, run, not like, well, okay, I did run, but I, when I was like in elementary school, like I didn't like mm -hmm. to run, right? And I was like, yeah, I get cramps. My dad goes, oh, um, the pain and he has like he would put on his doctor's voice and so i would believe him and he said mm -hmm. um the endorphins or whatever that uh that stop the cramp are located mm -hmm. in your bottom lip <laughs> you're just throw, throw a little nibble you're going, and it'll push him out faster to your <laughs> <laughs> he, told me, he has no memory of this and literally I would do this until high school. I would bite my <laughs> lip because I thought the endorphins that release cramps were located in the runner's cramps. This was just a complete lie my dad made up. To Your dad's just a liar. Up. See, why wouldn't he just tell you the actual physiologic physiological truth, which I think many people know and is kind of common knowledge, that it's like pockets of lactic acid that build up in your body. And it's just, they're actually the, the actual physical action of running is breaking up those little pockets of lactic acid. So if you just push through it, it just kind of breaks them up and sends them through your bloodstream out through your body. I think he wanted to give me something to do while I was waiting for them to <laughs> so there I was uh, chewing on my lip. Okay. I always, when somebody told me that, I was like, I got that. I can handle that. Right. So you get this cramp and you don't stop running. You just break 
it up. I literally visualize pictures of like acid and or little pockets of something in my body just like breaking up when I run. You know, I don't know if I knew that, Graham, and that's really helpful because I just have started to realize like my first two miles I will hate regardless. And yeah, like, no, if you if you, you can you can almost feel them breaking up if you just push through. Um, okay. Chewing gum stays in your stomach for seven years. Mm, not true. I don't even need to tell you the reason. It's just not true. comes out. Okay. Human maybe because someone has told me once she occasionally listens to the podcast, although she has told me she does not like it, but Saba, my hairstylist has told me. I don't me, like Saba. I know you, she doesn't like you. It's fine. You too. We're going to do an intervention. Um, but she had told me she does not like chewing gum and she has like a whole list of reasons why she is anti-gum. Oh, don't get me started. My husband hates gum. Um, my mother hates gum. No, gum, we're not really allowed to chew. Well, like apparently like, there's dental reasons. It's like bad for like um, like your hunger receptor, like all these reasons why. I don't remember what you said now, but that it was mm -hmm. like, not a great idea. But I, I love I, gum. I know. I know. Human urine heals jellyfish stings. I saw it on Friends. It's true. I think it's true as well. I don't, um, don't, they're saying the Mayo Clinic is saying, don't use, um, this technique. <laughs> it's mythical. Um, I think that's, I don't know. I think it would be funny. Here's the deal. If you get a jellyfish sting and you're in that much pain, like do it for the jokes, do it for the jokes. And you also bite your bottom lip while you're peeing on yeah, your Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that's great. Like it would be fun to help somebody out by peeing on them. Okay. Coffee stunts your growth. Oh, trust me. I know this is fake because my 13 year old brings it up nonstop because he really wants to drink coffee. Mm -hmm. Apparently it's a misconception that coffee causes osteoporosis, but it does not. Harvard Medical School says it does not. Okay. But is there an age that's appropriate to let your kids drink coffee? That's a very good question. I no, mean, definitely after puberty because you don't want to stunt their growth. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I have wondered that. And it is interesting the way we treat caffeine. Right. Well, we do say caffeine is bad for kids, but I guess that's the question, right? If you can give children coffee and it's not, I guess the caffeine's not good for their little systems. Maybe it's not the actual. But like at what itself. age? Like for a 13 year old? Oh, he's almost 14. Like if right. you when really do you want start? to have coffee. I mean, I drank coffee in high school. I did too. I did too. So every single morning. He's pretty mm -hmm. close. Gosh, that's going to be weird. Right. And my mom pushed coffee on me. That was like something she, and I don't understand oh, totally. because she really, really, really wanted me drinking coffee. <laughs> like, I remember like that was very important to her. Um, I don't quite, and I do like it now. I mean, I'm drinking a cup right now, but um, I don't really know how that came into my life. I just had to write an essay about how important coffee was for my family growing up. So yeah. Coffee. Well, my parents drink coffee 24 hours a day. Like, they do. It's amazing. It's crazy. Maybe okay. That's why you don't need to sleep. Plucking gray hairs will make two more grow in. I'm not taking the chance. Not taking the <laughs> chance. Um, but apparently it's not true. There you go. One hair per hair follicle. I don't know. Although, here's the thing, though. You know how, have you noticed, by the way, how, how thick brows are so hot right now? They're so, and it's not like anyone could do anything. You're born with the brows. Like, how do you get extra thick brows? Oh, I've been doing stuff. I've been, like, We've coloring them in. And, like, I bought, like, some brow um i brought i bought some brow uh what do you call it? like just like like mascara but for your brow and okay, i think that's putting a little more love but i you don't have awful eyebrows my eyebrows are a nightmare but you're just saying like you're doing things to cosmetically enhance them but i'm not saying like all of a sudden you can make more hair grow in your well, eyebrow i'm not gonna lie to you all those like latisse things yeah you know what it's say called? They were. like uh -huh. i've won i've thought about getting them for my brows because like I don't know. By the time Have you ever read the side effects though on Latisse, I didn't. I did not care for it. I did the eye one. I didn't do that. I did like a 
I didn't do Latisse. I did a um, like a beauty brand, not a medical, but I didn't like it. Like it made my eyes feel like I was maybe going blind. <laughs> Cats suck baby's breath. Um, that is not true. Cats steal children's breath. Okay, the next one that sitting in front of the TV does not mess up your eyes. Mm. I don't know if that's true because what about all the blue light glasses? My voice just got really high there, but the blue lights glasses. Oh, here's a good one. The shaving hair makes it grow back thicker. I th- see. And I do think there's, I don't know. I think the more you shave the whole thing, you know, with the dermaplane, they try to tell you that your hair just grows back normally. I don't think that's true. I think it, I think it does grow back thicker. Mm. Oh, being cold will give you one. Um, I actually think cold air is good for your immune system. Yeah. Okay. Because I think that in colder environments, um, the bacteria can't replicate as quickly, you know, rather than just like a perfect replica, you know, I think there is something to, I, how about this? I didn't feel as, as sick. I don't remember feeling very sick when I was growing up and it was colder. Okay. Well, remember though, like with COVID when they were waiting for summer because they were like, mm-hmm. sunshine can kill the virus. Hmm. Maybe it's more like, less, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think temperatures, I'm talking about the shoulder temperatures again. Like I think the middle temperatures maybe are where more things replicate. I don't know. Who knows? That, okay. There's no science based on that. Um, Graham, you need to do number 13 because I just, I can't handle it. It's too okay, sad. The, the five second rule. If you've ever exclaimed <laughs> the five second rule while picking up a dropped piece of candy, um, we have news that bacteria transfers. Oh, so that's not true. Bacteria transfers to food starting immediately. Oh, uh, let's not tell people that. No, How that's much a societal do- contract. Five second rule. It's, it's true. You heard it here first. It's valid. Yeah. It's totally cares? fine. I yeah, like it. There's yeah, bac- gonna... there's, here's the thing. Bacteria is everywhere. Can't be yeah. scared of bacteria all the yeah. time. So um, here's, I think we should wrap things up by saying that go ahead and step on any manhole, regardless of the letter printed on it. I think that sounds fair. Five second rules is actually a true wife's wife's tell that that is very real. And it's very important for your children. Like yesterday, my child said, oh, no, I just dropped the full snack that you gave me on the floor of the car. And I said, pick it up. You're eating it. You're not getting another one. There you go. There you go. Natural and see, beauty. aren't you glad we did this episode? I thought it was delightful. <laughs> and we have not discussed any of this stuff before. Any of it. Maybe. No, we have not. I double two can dare you. In fact, anyone listening, please go back and feel free to peruse our back episodes <laughs> and see if we have covered this topic before. Okay, so we will meet again in March. And we've got some fun home stuff to do. And... um some friendship stuff. I think we've got some good topics. In, in yeah, the we're going to bring some decluttering in as well. We're really into decluttering. Yeah, that's spring cleaning. How perfect. There we go. You would all think right. we are professionals. Welcome home. Welcome home, Graham. And that's all we have from Kirsten and Graham. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Welcome Home. If you're interested in hearing more from the iconic best friend duo, please subscribe, tell your friends about us, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for giveaways and other exciting updates. Until next time, welcome home.